DHEA is a steroid hormone that is produced by our adrenal glands and our gonads, and a little bit is produced in the brain. So it's a really, really important mother hormone, the two mother hormones for all of our steroid hormones, which include estrogen and testosterone and progesterone and ultimately cortisol are all produced from actually the original molecule is cholesterol, but DHEA actually gets converted into testosterone, into estradiol, a little bit goes back into the pregnenolone and progesterone and cortisol cycle. But it is actually in concentration-wise and quantity-wise in our body, it is the most prevalent steroid hormone. Welcome to Your Infinite Health. Are you getting older? Are you feeling it? How would you like to do that in reverse? We're your host, Dr. Tripp, and Lene. We've run an integrative medicine practice for 13 years. Together, we have 60 years of combined experience helping clients. We've helped tens of thousands achieve success in health and live longer, happier lives. In this show, we'll cover peer-reviewed and evidence-based integrative approaches to creating the health you've always wanted. We also share professional experience we see in the field every day. So if you're ready to feel, look, and live your best life, you're in the right place. Welcome to your Infinite Health Podcast. Tripp, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just uh, logging my breakfast into this new app that you had me put on yesterday. Logging your breakfast for like logging it into a, oh that food noms food noms oh, app I found food nom yeah yeah I really like that app because it tells you how many well you can scan the barcode of what you're eating if that's available for you and you can so you can scan it and it'll pull it up so it's got a pretty good directory. And I like it because it tells you your calories, it it tells you your net carbs and your fat. And it's really the, it's got all these other, like, it's got the data that I think a lot of apps are missing. This other one I was using, I don't know if I should say the name of it, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, it's okay, but it grades your food on whether you're green, orange, or <laughs> yellow. And I don't know that, for example, so I was using that app. I had cantaloupe because um, I thought I was eating healthy. I thought cantaloupe was healthy, but I have specific goals. And when I went to go put the cantaloupe in this FoodNum app, it like blew my calorie content over my allotment for the day. It blew my carb content over the allotment for the day. But in the Noom app, it's like, hey, you ate green food good job you. And so I guess depending on what your goals are, maybe it matters. But for me, that wasn't very helpful because I've got one app going, go, you're all green. And then the other <laughs> app going, rah, rah, rah. I love it. <laughs> over, you're over, you vote, you cannot eat anymore. So anyway, yeah, I really like, I'm really happy with this new one that I found. Also, because you can put your goals in it, so I've got new goals that I want to do. And I don't know if I'm going to go into that yet or not, but I will tell you, listener, I am a non-compliant patient. And right now my body fat is 29%, but 
for longevity, it really needs to be 18%, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. For women. So a healthy woman, right. body fat is 18%. Right, that's correct. And a healthy body fat for a man is 15%. Right now I'm at 29%. So I am not infinitely healthy like I need to be. So I'm got a goal here to get compliant and be better. And I really like this app because I can plug in what my goals are and what kind of nutritional plan I'm going to be on. And so it gives the calorie allotment for the day, the net carb allotment for the day, the healthy fat allotment for the day. And so you can track it and you can really see. So what I've noticed is I'll pick up a piece of food or whatever or a drink or whatever. And I'm like, is it's kind of like a financial calculator, right? If you're on a financial budget, is that purchase going to blow your budget? So the carb allotment, when you go to get a food, you're like, oh, I've only got 566 calories left for the day. Is this where I want to spend my calorie allotment? Right, exactly. So it's helpful for thinking about what you're about to eat and seeing if it's going to keep you, if it's worth, if it's worth the, if it's worth the calories and the carb content. And so far I've had to put some stuff down. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you have that logged in your little app? Yeah, yeah. I got it logged in. Cool. Well, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, because I'm on that Threads app. I don't, you don't know what I'm talking about, but it's the Facebook meta response to Twitter. And so I'm on there. I think I'm on there as Lene.Goolsby. If anybody would like to follow me, come join. But somebody had asked a question about what everybody was taking for their nighttime routine supplements. I forget what she was taking. I think she was taking a probiotic at night. And so I was like, oh, well, I take really the only thing I'm taking at night is my progesterone and DHEA, although here lately you've been giving me CoQ10 at CoQ10, night. CoQ10, yeah, a little CoQ10. Well. So when I posted about DHEA, she was like, oh, what is that? What does that do? Why are you taking that? And so I thought we could talk about DHEA because I know in our practice, almost everybody's on DHEA. We have a really good pharmaceutical grade supplement. Mm -hmm. And we always sell out because I'm really bad about ordering in advance like I need to be. And I'm sorry, people. But it is like the crack cocaine of the office. Yeah. And people get really mad at me when I have not ordered in a timely fashion because we have a really good product that we get. It's an infinite health product. So anyway, I thought I would let you tell everybody what it is, why it's so important, why people need to be on it. And I also want you to touch on the difference between OTC, over-the-counter DHEA, like people are getting right. it on Amazon and on GNC versus what you have. And having said all that, I'll let you talk now. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Lene. <laughs> so yeah, so DHEA is a steroid hormone that is produced by our adrenal glands and our gonads, basically. I don't have that. What do you mean? But DHEA is produced by gonads? Yeah. Ovaries. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ovaries and testicles. Okay. I think it's important to make that distinction. Yeah, and, um, in Wisconsin might be getting confused. Yeah. And a little bit is produced in the brain. So yeah, 
it's a really, really important mother hormone, the two mother hormones for all of our steroid hormones, which include estrogen and testosterone and progesterone and ultimately cortisol are all produced from actually the original molecule is cholesterol, but then then it's modified in a couple of ways with hydroxyl groups and those hydroxyl groups then form the hormones that actually manage so many things in our bodies. So DHEA actually gets converted into testosterone, into estradiol, a little bit goes back into the alone and progesterone and cortisol cycle. But it is actually in concentration-wise and quantity-wise in our body, it is the most prevalent steroid hormone. So that being said, the steroid hormones, like obviously like testosterone and estradiol, are major players in the metabolisms and the way our bodies respond to challenges and stressors. So much so that that over the course of time, as we've looked into these hormones and looked into DHEA, we tried to find the way that DHEA works. But the hypothesis at this point is still that DHEA is an enhancer for all of those all of those kind of star players, and that in the absence of the DHEA, those star players don't activate their pathways as well. And don't do their job as well. So, okay, I'm sorry, you you lost me because you were using some big words there. Could you kind of go back over that again? Yeah. So, uh, talking about what DHEA and what the thought is about DHEA and how it it acts, it is thought that it's it acts in conjunction with those kind of star hormone players, testosterone, estradiol and the like, and enhances, actually enhances their ability to work. They're really, they haven't found a, a real DHEA receptor, although it's the most prevalent hormone that, uh, in steroid hormone in our body. So the thought is that it combines with different types of receptors based on steroid hormone concentrations. The DHEA levels actually decline fairly dramatically with age. So by the time an individual is 60, 70, 80 years old, the 90% or better of the concentration of DHEA has gone lacking. And so that, and the fact that more disease processes are inclined to be found with low DHEA levels and healthier individuals are inclined to be found with high and optimal DHEA levels, the thought is that replacing DHEA or maintaining those optimum levels throughout our lifetimes can be beneficial in a number of different, a number of different ways. So DHEA actually is, because it's produced in the brain, causes cognitive and basically how sharp our thinking is and our memories are related to concentrations of DHEA. So if it's declining, progressively over our aging process, then that may be one of the causes of cognitive decline. And, and it, like it could lead, it's a reason for Alzheimer's or dementia. Dementia, a participant in dementia is, as the structure of the brain deteriorates and the concentrations of DHEA decline, then basically, yeah, those, that would be a, a good, a good 
thought process. That's one of the causes of our cognitive decline over the aging process. So, so uh, if you, I mean, do you have to be very proactive? Like if you start, if you're somebody and your family is starting to be concerned about your memory or your dementia, is can you start a DHEA supplement and will that reverse that decline or no? Well, uh, if there's concern about memory and cognitive function, the first thing to do, obviously, is to be evaluated and bring it to light and have evaluations, particularly these laboratories, assessed. And that's what I do in every individual because these the, the decline in DHEA begins when you're at about 25 years of age, which correlates with the increment of the zombie or welfare cells, there's age-related age related circulatory phenotypes that, that actually are associated with the aging process. Okay, go on. <laughs> Thank you, go on. Okay, so other disease processes that are associated with low DHEA levels are diabetes, inflammatory diseases, the arthritic diseases, all of those things, and cardiovascular disorders as we age. And, and DHEA levels deteriorate, then there's the incremental levels of cholesterol and all that. Also, DHEA has been associated, could potentially be associated with osteoporosis. So DHEA has been found to be help with bone generation. So bone structure and that is dependent upon D, the presence of DHEA along with testosterone, estradiol, and progesterone. And the age-related decline is actually associated with those declining levels of DHEA. So if we think about it, then if we maintain our DHEA levels, then realistically that may help prevent, particularly in women, where the problem becomes so much more dramatic after menopause, increasing DHEA levels may actually help us all have better bone integrity. So... Yeah, I think those are really the main things. But I think that one of the other things that is really important with, for DHEA levels is a decline in immune functions. The presence of DHEA is really important for our immune function. It has been shown possibly to protect us against certain cancer diagnoses and, and the inflammatory changes that are associated and predisposed to cancer. Interesting stuff. So it is interesting stuff. I mean, that, that's a lot of benefits for these little thing, these little pills. So, and giving the DHEA is actually, if it enhances the abilities of all those major uh, hormone players, then the metabolism, our whole body metabolism, and the production of muscular tissue versus fatty tissue. It's been shown that DHEA actually decreases the body's fat content and increases its muscular content, and that may be a result in conjunction with uh, both testosterone and estradiol and progesterone. Interesting. All of these things are still obviously under consideration and being looked at, but the animal studies have actually shown a age reversal potential, oh, really? an age reversal potential with DHEA which might have been partially corroborated by a small study that was done a few years ago on a combination of age reversal medications or supplements and has since the, but it hasn't been shown separately as a good clinical trial in human beings yet, but 
it is one of the things that is being touted as an age reversal, an age reversal supplement at this point. Well, is that because it it supports all the other hormones? Well, probably in part, but also maybe because of its its prevalence in our body, it may be an independent physiologic effect. So does it have an impact on libido? I mean, like, why are so many patients like, why do they get so mad at me when I don't have it? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about it, as we try to keep these levels in the practice, I try to keep these levels in optimum levels at those 25-year-old levels. And uh, as you fall off those 25-year-old levels when you're 55, then you probably are very sensitive to the decline. Like what, what experientially? Is somebody... It might be less energy. So they're noticing that they're, they notice that they're having... Less energy, foggy, mental function kind of like, just like the cognitive decline. That's as you don't have that uh, optimum level, then your memory function and your, your, your acuity of thought is, is compromised. So it's not, no longer like it was when you're 25. It's like you feel like uh, most 55 people, level most people who are age. aging though, I, and this may not be a fair thing to say, but I feel like most people are they go through an aging process, not unlike um, a frog in a pot of water slowly getting hotter. So I feel like most people don't, they're not aware of things that are happening or they're just like, oh, this is aging. It's normal. And they just accept these things as normal. Well, that's the mindset. The social mindset is has been and conventional medicine is a reactive type of process so that the answer, the typical answer to the decline in our physical function and due to the disease that is aging, then we're getting basically told that, oh, this is just part and parcel to what's going to happen to you. you don't worry about it. You're going to be miserable. And I suspect that the, my mindset after seeing what I've been accomplishing over the last decade or so and what has happened for me personally, I would say that I would say that we are capable or we're on the brink of the capability of actually addressing aging as a disease process due to the functional changes that are occurring by the damages, the progressive damages resulting from the environment that we create for our genomes and Subsequently, if we were able to maintain optimal levels and maintain an environment that allows ourselves to function more leisurely without adversarial environments in there, then we're going to be able to slow or stop, maybe even reverse temporarily that, that process of aging. That's cool. In fact, we're going to go into what you're kind of alluding to and being what you've done for yourself and what you've done for your patients as far as actually aging in reverse, reversing the aging process in the next episode. So you have, but you have patients on DHEA. I, I know you tailor their doses to what they need individually because we're a precision medicine practice, but most people are taking it. I know I'm taking so many in the morning and so many at night. Why do you have them taking it twice a day like that? Well, the one of the effects of DHEA is is on the pituitary gland, and when you, I tend to focus on a larger dose in the evening at bedtime, 
simply because it actually enhances the secretion of growth hormone. And growth hormone, if you didn't know, is actually a reparative hormone after we've gone through our growth spurt and all that when we're adolescents to young adults. And what happens is growth hormone actually causes cellular repair and creates an environment of repair. So, so having a little bit more growth hormone or enhancing growth hormone secretion as it's deteriorating because of the, the aging process is, uh, is important to maintain, maintain that age reversal or maintain a better and prevent the toxic environment in our body. Okay, cool, cool. And then one thing I definitely wanted to touch on, because we get this all the time. I mean, I feel like our pricing on our DHEA is freaking amazing, but people are always trying to find cheaper products elsewhere. It's really annoying, mm. right? Because I've been, I've consciously made it affordable. And so it, it's aggravating when people are like, I can get this cheaper product on Amazon. And maybe you can, but you're not going to get the benefits of what we have. So can you talk about the difference of what people are buying on Amazon or at their local GNC? Sorry, GNC, but whatever, versus the product that we have. Well, actually, there was a study done in New York State on a number of the products. And I think GNC was the focus of this number of the products. And it was probably 10 to 20 years ago. But at the same time, what happened is that they found that the vast majority of the content of those supplements were, and the ones that were being bought online and all over the place, those supplements, a lot of it was just filler. And I was so, like Taco Bell meat. I'm going to get in so much trouble. These brands and their lawyers are going to be calling me. Oh, dear. <laughs> but yeah, that's those things are out there and the it's without proof positive of what you're getting. The reason, only reason I know that our product is good is because of the fact that very often patients will will go that route and try and find a less expensive product. And our, ours is not really expensive, but they'll find a bottle that'll cost them two or three dollars less and, and they'll transition into doing that. And uh, and when I do the labs, as I follow the labs so closely, you know, almost inevitably, uh, I think I've only had one or two patients uh, maintain or improve their levels with a, an outside source. I don't remember what that was, but but the vast majority of patients, their levels will drop into those pre-therapeutic levels and, and they will sense the difference. They will be having symptoms related to or they won't have the same quality of life or, or that as they did while they were on the DHEA that we sell. Yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of off DHEA, but in, in our supplement curation overall, every supplement that we offer, because mm-hmm. I know that you recommend several different ones depending on the goal of the patient, the ones that we have in-house that we offer via retail, they're highly curated. Like they have to go through a strict vetting process. We don't just because we get pitched for different supplements all the time. Right. And we're very strict on what we allow in. It has to be, meet certain criteria. And so just, I know this is I may not be well received, but if we have it and it, you can trust that it's been Dr. Goolsby approved, it had to go through a vetting process. Yeah. You look at all the label and the research behind whatever's you going on. You sit on a few patients and see, or myself, and see if there's a benefit or a decline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, if your physician has vetted a product, whether it's us or not, but if your physician is retailing a product and they've recommended it 
and they're a good physician, you should support your physician in that way because uh, insurance reimbursement sucks. And that is all I'm going to say on that topic for this episode. So just just a last a couple last comments on the DHEA. That, I mean, there have been some clinical trials in autoimmune diseases and, and developed cognitive developmental diseases that have shown some response actually to the administration of DHEA and the use in obesity and and the sarcopenia of aging have actually, or HIV-related diseases has shown a significant improvement in the parameters that were being studied. So I think there's uh, DHEA is a really important role in our in our body and our body's metabolism and how it prevents cancer and autoimmune disease and diabetes and atherosclerotic disease and possibly dementia and as I talked about the osteoporosis. So I think that's it's an important it's a, a an important um, supplement to be taking and. But you should get the advice of somebody who's who's knows how to monitor its effects, side effects, and its and its levels. Oh, for side those effects. optimum, uh, so, yes. Are there side effects to DHEA? Really, at with really at an overdose level. I, what is an overdose? It depends on how much is that you have in store and how much is, what your <laughs> levels are. But you can have just little at upper levels where you get past what you need. I've had a couple of patients over the course of the last 15 years actually feel like they've been taking prednisone or steroids systemically. And that would be the only potential severe side effect and maybe a steroid-related toxicities of those, of course, Huge dose could potentially cause arrhythmias like oh my gosh. steroids, but I have literally never seen that. So there is a, such thing as too much of a good thing? be hard to get there, I think. Mm. Probably take a few bottles. and. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> not promoting that. So I guess your point was that if you're on DHEA, you need to make sure that you've got a provider who is watching your levels. And understands the potential toxicities. There you go. All right. Listeners, I hope you found this valuable and helpful. We are out of time. And until next time. Thanks for subscribing to Your Infinite Health. I'm Dr. Tripp. And I'm Lene. Until next time, feel it, look it, and live it. <laughs>